What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to Down to the Wire. I'm your host, Brian Costa. And I'm Tyler Stringfellow. And we have an amazing episode in store for you guys today. Welcome back to the show. It has been uh, since last Friday since we had an episode. And Tyler, it's been a while since you've been on the show, man. I'm glad to have you back on. Dude, I've been so busy lately. <laughs> it's not even, it's not, it hasn't even been any funny at all. Yeah. I've been so busy with practices, with individual meetings and it's just been terrible and i had just got back from a three-day meet up at wpi this past weekend so i couldn't yeah. be on friday sadly Ugh. and you know you know man listen I, I i i've been able to see your schedule you've been booked it's like crazy man and literally the one day that we didn't end up having anything we end up going into the celtics game oh yeah that was <laughs> that was awesome ah dude i mean that was a ton of fun i mean we can we can maybe talk about more of that more about that uh at a later time, but Tyler, we got a, we got a guest on the show today. Yes, we do. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he's been on, he's been on the show before, uh, I had him on uh, last summer actually. And it was at the, and it was actually when the, uh, Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley fight went down. It was after it had happened. And I ended up wanting to get this guy on the show. Cause he actually went to the fight over in Cleveland, Ohio to witness it live for himself. So I thought that was an awesome experience to be able to talk to someone about. And I figured with the recent news coming up, I wanted to get him back on the show once again. So ladies and gentlemen, one of the most electrifying individuals at Bryant University, please welcome back to the show, Mr. Trevor Saunders. Trevor, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me back, everybody. Ready to talk some Jake Paul, get back into this. <laughs> that words I never thought I'd hear. Yeah. Let's talk some Jake Paul. Jake Paul on down to the wire. Unfortunately, it's something that we've kind of have become accustomed to on this show. I mean, whether you like Jake Paul or not, uh, but, you know, obviously, Tyler, uh, you seem you were showing some disdain before the show. How are you? What are your thoughts on the Paul brothers? Bro, all credit to them taking advantage of like, all their opportunities to make money and everything, but it's just, they're just, they're losers, man. They're, they're, <laughs> they're losers. They, they're, they're famous for being YouTubers and now they're trying to box. I mean, Lo Logan Paul got to box Floyd Mayweather. That's pretty cool. I'll money. give him that money. Mayweather. I'll give him that. That's pretty cool. But he's also six foot four and Floyd is like, what? Five, eight, five, nine. Something in, like in that. Heels yeah. or something I mean, like I think that. he's shorter than me. I think he's like five seven. Like, that's just not a fair fight, obviously. Yeah. But no, I, no. I, I, but now you see Jake Paul was supposed to fight Tommy Fury, and is he the brother? Uh, he's the like half brother of Tyson Fury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if people don't know, Tyson Fury, the one of the best boxers in the world right now. Yes. Just won the heavyweight title, right? Yeah, he just beat uh he just beat uh he just beat Wilder out again yeah, for it. Yeah, for um, Deontay Wilder for the third time. Yeah, uh, yeah. no, it was, it, well, the second time it was well, the first time I believe it was a split decision or it was a yes, yes, yeah, yeah. It and was. Then, yeah. yeah, it was it was a draw rather, and then uh, Fury has won the last two fights. So he so and then Tommy Fury, it's the half brother. I believe they have the same dad, different moms, and yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and he was scheduled to fight Jake right. Paul, and basically it was you know all all things go up until this point, and at the last minute. Tommy Fury basically had to pull out as he had a chest infection and broken ribs reportedly coming out there. Were, you know, Trevor, I thought you, you had also told me at one point that there was some speculation that maybe it had broken his hand. Uh, so I'm reading it right now. If you just want to, yeah. um, it says um, much anticipated fight originally set on December 18th. This is from like the men's health yes. website. I just found um, so it was set to fight um, in Tampa, Florida. However, 22 year old Fury had to withdraw from the bout on medical grounds, citing a broken rib and a bacterial chest infection, mm -hmm. which he actually 
showed like the real medical records to show that this is this is legit yeah it's not him being scared of jake paul nor would he should be afraid of jake paul yeah because he's a uh tommy fury's a real boxer a real boxer yeah let alone a stupid youtube star gone boxer gone crazy boxer so there you go all right, so yeah, I, we we clearly see where Tyler stands on on this issue, Trevor. I think you kind of have the exact opposite opinion of Tyler here, so I'll I'll let you kind of explain uh your your, your point behind Jake Paul and oh boy and oh, your representation I'm, for I'm the Paul brothers. I'm all ears for this. I'm all ears. I can't wait Trevor, to hear this. Let it rip, Trevor. All right, I'm about to I'm about to go off. I can't wait to off. hear this. Have you seen his fights? Yeah. Which ones? He fought Nate Robinson. That <laughs> yeah. dude is the size of my legs <laughs> right yeah, yeah yeah and i don't even have but you saw what legs. he did but you saw what he did to him oh yeah i mean i could ko a five-year-old too <laughs> right right so he, he's fighting these opponents and i get it they're not they're not pro boxers and he was gonna whoop tommy fury i'll get to that in a minute but <laughs> what he, he, what hold, hold on give him his give him his due give him all his right due. so he's fighting people that are worse than him to make some serious money and clout i totally understand that that part i do understand so jake paul He's fought four or five times, whatever. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Who were Mayweather's first five opponents? Who were Conor McGregor's first five opponents? Nobody ever talks about that because they were lower-level bums. Jake Paul understands that he needs more experience and more fights underneath his belt to work his way up to the higher-level guys. And each fight, he is challenging himself more and more to fight higher-level guys. He fought Nate, which was a... Everyone said was a professional athlete. That was just legal assault. That should have happened. <laughs> that, that was not. He, it, it, there, there's yeah. no debating that on this yeah, show. No, Jake, his... Jake Paul took Jake Paul took Nate, Nate Robinson to the freaking cleaners. Yeah, yeah, yeah but look, because look at the size. I got to be honest. Look at the size right. of the, the the Paul brothers. They yeah, big boys. Oh big, yeah, no. Jake's I mean, one hundred percent. And and it's not like and it's not like they don't have a fighting background. They were professional wrestlers out in out in Cleveland. Yeah, and it's not the like day. they train like. Like like BS. They yeah put, no they put, oh, in, they put a in a lot work. of work. No, they put the work in. Yeah. I was seeing uh, Jake Paul. He was on Pat McAfee show, and he was talking about uh, about moving to Puerto Rico, basically training. And uh, according according to you know some guys that are in his circle. They, they say that he trains harder than most professionals do in certain than some professionals do. Yeah, because I can guarantee you, he knows that people don't take him seriously. Yes. So he's like, I absolutely need to put in even more work. Yeah. because nobody takes me seriously. And I think Logan is a better fighter. And Jake, because I feel like Lo- Logan did fight KSI, mm. which is like obviously KSI is still a YouTuber, but I feel like he m- has a little bit more like um, well, I can't try to think of the word like a little bit more like uh, what's the word? He's like more agile. Uh, is he? He's he he is more more of a complete like, fighter. Like, like I'll just say like a little bit more legitimate. Okay, if that makes any sense. Like you could see, I can see him being like a really good boxer, and he was he beat. Logan Paul, what twice? Mm. Yeah, I think they but, tied once and beat him the other time. Yes, yeah. that's but, what it was. Yeah. Well, no, KSI but, beat Logan Paul. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. But like, also, Jake Paul is just a bum. <laughs> right. So, with, who, with, with the, here's the thing, though. With while people, well, you can make the argument that Logan could be more technically skilled. I would say that Jake, at least, you know, while Logan obviously was able to fight fight Floyd Mayweather and do all that, he's fighting Floyd at what like forty five years old, and he's also like how and he's also like like a foot taller than the man. Like yeah, he, it was know? also it was also the biggest weight difference that Floyd has ever faced in his career. So you know, I'm not saying that it would have excused anything or done anything like that, but it's it clearly shows that you know, I, like Logan Logan Paul obviously is kind of you know not really you know he's 
he's kind of doing more. He's still kind of more on the celebrity fight. And I feel like he's still fighting more as an influencer than as an actual boxer at this point in time. Well, I, and, and you can make the argument that Jake Paul, he hasn't made enough of a jump, but I, I at least can see a pattern that he's trying to go with where he obviously started out fighting the guy, Anissa Gibb. And I, I don't even, I don't even know if you've seen that fight. The guy he fought for his first fight before Nate Robinson, that was a freaking joke. That was a joke like, as like, well. Like that guy was awful. Like I, I remember like, Tyler, if you, if you if you ended up like seeing the fighting style of the guy who he fought in his first fight, it is the most obscure and awful boxing stance I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. This man is going around like like almost in a catcher squat trying oh, to geez. trying to punch out Jake Paul and have, everyone's like, what is this guy doing? And Jake ended up just like taking him out. I think it was in the first round. Yes, he did. And one one thing that was interesting, uh, Tyler, you said KSI is a lot better boxer and everything. I I just feel like he's a little bit more legitimate, legitimate than yeah. say uh, Nate Robinson. For yeah. sure, for sure. Before the fight, KSI said that Anise and Gibb was his best sparring partner. He said Gibb put, uh, gave him the best run for my money, and Jake finished him in the first round. Yeah, and I mean, and don't worry about that. It was just your sneeze. So I think. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, there's just a mic squeak. Oh, you're fine though. In the sense of comparing Jake to Logan, I think Logan's a better fighter uh, in the streets because Logan's very talented at wrestling. But I mean, when it comes to boxing, Logan has absolutely no idea what he's doing. <laughs> he's just very athletic. He keeps his hands by his waist the whole time and he swings with no form whatsoever. Is this Logan? You said? Yeah, Logan. Yeah. Yeah. Jake's overhead right is actually kind of disgusting. Now, absolutely disgusting. Now he needs to like open it up and actually like get you into it. And I feel like you know, more skilled boxers could probably expose that. So I think for him, he's going to have to try to build a better overall game down the line for me personally. Mm -hmm. I think that. You know, I was seeing him in the Tyron Woodley fight and, you know, going back to kind of the path I wanted to talk about first, he he fought Gibb, he fought Nate Robinson, then he went on to fight Ben Askren. And when I saw the Ben Askren fight, I was like, come on, like, like, he's like, he's literally the guy in the UFC who's known for not striking and you're going to actually go get into a fist fight with this guy. I was like, come on. But Everybody thought that fight was rigged. I, like I, they, 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 they predicted Jake was going to win anyway. And. Ben took the money and just was like, eh, whatever. Uh, nah, I, I see that. I, I see that 100 percent. But. People don't listen to what Ben said before the fight. Ben said, uh, I think on the news and on the impulsive podcast to Logan, I'm doing this for the money. And if he's any good at fighting, he's probably going to beat me. Yes. So people yeah, so admitted, he even, like, admitted, he admitted, admitted it. No. to it. Yes. I mean, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Tyler. I don't know if you've ever seen any Ben Askren fights in your life. Like he is when Ben Askren was at the top of his game, he was a very like top notch wrestler, Olympic world class yeah. wrestler in his in his in his craft. He was amazing at what he did. Th then he went to the UFC and he went on record as saying, I don't need to strike people to win in the UFC where you kind of need to be able to strike at least yeah, you gotta, at least a little yeah. bit to win in the UFC. He went on record of saying that and he ended up going up against uh, Jorge Masvidal, who is one of my favorite fighters in the UFC. That man is just a bad freaking man. Jorge Masvidal had one of the quickest finishes in UFC history off that man because he went at him with a flying knee, knocked him out in three seconds. Damn. It was one of the craziest knockouts that, we, that it's in UFC history. Yeah. And basically, it's one of the things that's notoriously tied to Ben Askren's career because, you know, he doesn't really know how to strike. He's out, he, he needs to get you to the mat to have a chance to win. And that was his whole big thing. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. What do, what do you think is going to come out of the new, the new Jake Paul fight now? Yeah, cause, because cause now it's because now it's Tyron Woodley, too. So Woodley, you know, Jake Paul, apparently his team, you know, reached out to Woodley and apparently Woodley was just in shape and ready to go, which is, you know, 
granted that's great that's great news to hear that you know we have a legit opponent for him to go against now a lot of people were were seeing were asking is he going to get that rematch like right away and i was kind of i was kind of excited that there was going to at least be something in between like when they next fought and it was you were actually going to have to kind of wait a little bit before they did fight again but you you know unfortunately injuries and all that stuff kind of can throw a wrench into things and seeing the match seeing the rematch i mean i, I remember watching the first fight and i think that Tyron Woodley, unfortunately, he had never been in a boxing ring before, and he had to. There was a big feeling out process for him. While he is a world class, a big difference between like, what, yeah. was he UFC? He was a UFC champion. He yeah, was a, he, yeah. he was dirty at it. Yeah, and he was. And I think he, I think he had possibly. I think it was five title defenses. I believe it was. Yeah. And, yes, and that's a huge difference between a boxing match yeah. versus UFC. I mean, yeah, you're throwing punches, but. Well, it's a completely different ball well, game. Well, in UFC too. I mean, as someone who did martial arts growing up, you had to, you know, when you're fighting someone in a martial arts background, you're, you're thinking, oh, when are they going to kick? Are they going to try to take you to the mat? And then, you know, that that's part of, you know, yeah, that's part of your instincts when you're fighting. And to put someone in a, in a boxing ring and to tell them just to ignore those instincts of a guy going for your legs or doing something like that is a tough thing to kind of, you know, turn off in a sense. Yes, I remember. You remember the McGregor Mayweather fight? Yeah. McGregor yeah. got called multiple times for grabbing Floyd by the by like the head and punching him in the head. Yeah. The he hit him like, in the back of the head a couple Dude, times. what are you doing? Well, you could see also in that fight he he was trying his legs were you kind of saw his legs twitching a little bit cuz, you know, he was he's ready to Con kick. Conor McGregor is like an, as a you know, obviously broke his leg against Poirier, but has, you know, is known for having tremendous kicking abilities. Oh, yeah. And if he connects. Yeah. Well, he's known for, he, yeah, he's known, it's what he was notoriously known for. It's why he was the notorious MMA. Oh, yeah. And you see, and basically, you, it unfortunately happens with a lot of UFC guys that are trying to make this, you know, now transition into boxing. And I think it got with Woodley because later on in the fight, you saw him actually make some legit improvements. And I will say that for this fight against Jake Paul, it was, I, I will give Jake Paul actual credit for this fight. While I was, you know, in the past, in the past, I was kind of skeptical of his other fights. I was like, Ben took a dive. I thought that the Nate Robinson fight was, as you said, legal assault. That was yeah. just, that was just allowed. And then, you know, the Gibb fight is just a joke. I, I saw the, I saw the Tyron Woodley fight as a legit fight. Cause Jake Paul went all eight rounds. It, it was the furthest seat that he's, that he's ever gone in his boxing career. He, and, he had the stamina. Yeah. Really... And it showed that he could actually probably compete against someone with some fighting ability. And exactly. I think, but what's interesting about this now is Tyron Woodley's been in the ring. He's, and, you know, he's done the training, but now he's actually had the live experience. He's had the crowd around him in that setting. And he's been able to, and he now understands what goes into that. And will that, I'm, what, what I'm wondering, what I'm wondering is how do you, how do you guys think that this is going to affect him? I'll, I'll, I'll answer it. I'll answer last, but, how, but in terms of the rematch, who do you think probably has the upper hand here? Oh, this is exactly what's going to happen. So if you look at the last fight, Tyson, I mean, Tyrone was, he was too afraid of becoming a meme. He was too timid. Yeah. You can look back. Jake mm -hmm. would take a step forward. He comes, he comes back about five, six feet. He, was, he wants he was nothing afraid. to do with it. Yeah, exactly. He was more afraid of not getting, I mean, his objective was not getting knocked out. It was not, not winning. He was more concerned with, oh man, I can't, I can't be face down on this canvas right now. I can't do it. I, yeah, because so, the, yeah, because the UFC community would disown him. Exactly, mm -hmm. and, and, and enough. And uh, some members of the UFC community even did that after after the, his loss. Regardless, even though he went all eight rounds with them, so he was he was basically trying to fight for his credibility as well in that fight. Absolutely. So he fought timid and laid back. So if he asked, and Jake Paul beat him fair and square easily, and. Tyron hit one big shot on Jake. Jake ate it. He didn't go in, didn't try and knock him out, didn't want anything to do with that. I don't know why. Tyron was afraid to let his hands fly, and I think he would have had a much better chance if he did that. 
So for this second fight, he has to let his hands fly. He yes. has to, no questions asked. He has to get in there and throw punches. But if you look back, and I believe it was the sixth or the seventh round, he came in on Jake. Jake hit him with what I believe was a right hook, and, and Tyron was going down, and Jake caught him. So yeah. I remember I noticed I saw that. So I, I think Tyron's going to come in, uh, try and knock out Jake, and he's getting put down 100%. Really? I think Jake's going to catch him. I'm not sure what exactly it's going to be. But I yeah, I see. I, I see Jake knocking Tyrone out all day long. I think I for I think Woodley, for Woodley, you see Woodley. Okay, I so see, I see Woodley because so, you said he's got the experience now. Yeah, and he's got the the butterflies. Because I I from from an athlete, I can understand butterflies when you go to like some place for the first time. I mean, Tyler, you're a D one swimmer. Your first D one meet, I can only dude, I, dude, you don't even <laughs> you don't even know the half. Of it. Oh, I swam like dog crap. Oh, it yeah. was ugly. We're in the podcast. So many, We're in the podcast room. We're not on air. I don't care. I had <laughs> so many butterflies going through my going through my chest, and I can guarantee that's what he had. And it's it's in your head. It's a mental battle. It's, no matter how many I times you've be, been in a setting like that before, something new and something you know. Dude, that, I've been swimming for I've been swimming for at that time like fourteen years. Yeah, and I come in and I'm I act like I'd never been there before. Mm -hmm. And for Woodley, I can understand the butterflies. He doesn't want to get embarrassed. He is a little afraid because he's not used to it. And so I feel like he was playing the Floyd Mayweather game, which was, mm -hmm. you know, feel it out. You, you feel out your opponent first couple of rounds and then yeah. you tire him out. And then that's what Floyd does is he, he, he um, like runs around almost and he tries to just avoid the punches and he throws, he, he throws some here and there, mm -hmm. but he, he um, tires out his opponent and then he attacks in the end. That's what he's always done. He did it to McGregor. Because McGregor didn't have enough stamina to last with Floyd. Mm -hmm. Now, I think that's what Woodley's ideal maybe was to maybe tire out Jake because he's a YouTube star. Does he really have the stamina that I have as a UFC fighter? Yeah. And I can guarantee you he was like, oh, wow, this I was completely wrong. Mm -hmm. This kid has insane stamina and it bit him in the butt. Mm -hmm. And but you were right. He needs to. I, I, I think I think. Ty Tyron Woodley really needs to step up. He really needs to be confident. He needs to go in there and act like he's the best in the world. Put put a little Muhammad Ali in there. <laughs> yeah. Nah, and that that's the only way he'll win this. I agree. float like a yeah. butterfly sting like a bee. Yeah, he's gotta he's gotta have that mentality, or else he's gonna look like a fool to from to Jake Paul again. Yeah, which I even hate saying. But if Jake Jake's a big kid, yeah, he no, can, he's he no connects, joke. He connects with he connects with one punch and. Tyron's down on I, that. I mean, if you if you connect with one punch on most guys, if, if Jake Paul's able to connect that on any guy that's able to that yeah, that that's a yeah. punch that can put any guy out. Oh, then. oh, oh, if if Jake connects with the with the right hook, oh it, it's over. It's over because Jake's got a lot of power. Yeah. And he's wicked strong. So it's he's done. Yeah. He's done. I mean, listen, I like you said, I there were like Jake ended up putting a good shot on Tyron, but I think it was in the fourth round. I think Tyron put Jake through the ropes at yep. one point and he had him kind of leaning against ropes. I mean, you, you were there to witness it live. Were, were, were you, were you kind of nervous in that moment when, when he put Jake through the ropes like that and had, you know, obviously he didn't end up going for it, but in that split second where, where you're like, Oh shoot, this might get real. hundred <laughs> percent. And it got real right it, there. It, it did. Yes, yeah. it did. Um, Personally, when it came to, if I was Tyron, I would be pretty, I would be pretty scared at this point because yeah. he caught Jake with a shot that he did not see coming. And I mean, Jake would have hit the ground that those ropes weren't there. 110. Yeah. He, he would. I if, remember if that was, if that was, if that, was, if that yeah. was center of the ring, he would have, that would have been a knockdown. Right. But he got <gasps> right back up. 
kept dancing around and was able to uh, get to the end of the round and come back a little bit stronger. So if I'm Tyrone, I'm thinking, man, I hit him with one of my hardest shots. He didn't even see it coming and I still couldn't knock him out. Mm-hmm. So ra- round two, I think Jake's just going to come back more improved. I, I don't think Tyrone can catch up. I think that Tyron can catch up if he can get him in that situation again. Now, whether he can do that or not is the question. And I think what Tyron needs to know is when you get him in that situation, don't go around just, you know, waving your fist around the air in that circle. Cause I remember I'm seeing this. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, he's down for the count. Like you have him on the ropes, basically, you know, literally on the freaking ropes. I'm like, go for the kill and, you know, be protective of yourself. But Tyron, you, you've seen guys, you've seen guys on the mat in the, in the UFC before you, I, you, I can probably guarantee the majority of the time you're not going around waving your fist in the air. Your your instinct is to go at them, get on mm-hmm. the ground and take them out. Mm-hmm. You have a guy that you is that you've literally punched the life out of and go get him what, b- before he gets the energy to come back. And I think that mm-hmm. he needs to do that in order to have a good shot here. I, I, I want to see Tyron do this thing because, you know, even if it's, regardless of how you feel about them, a trilogy fight could be fun to see, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I, those are always fun to see. Yeah. That's fun to see. I think that, I think, unfortunately it might, it might be a detriment to Jake. If, if this turns into a trilogy thing, because you kind of do want to see him go on and fight Tommy you know, Fury. Well, more high level talent and go on and fight more guys like this. But I, I don't know. I, right. I, I, I like Tyron in this fight. I, right, I, yeah, I like, I like, the, for, I like the, I like the adjustment. Willie. We got two for Tyron really one for Jake right now. Yeah. yeah. What a loser, right? <laughs> yeah, Stop. Right. Shut up. He's our guest, Tyler. He's our guest. What a loser, right? Hear this out. Hear this hot take. Tommy Fury's a waste of a fight for Jake Paul. And I really mean, waste of a fight. So waste of a fight. Isn't I, I kind he, of agree. But, but I can easily get a, into this. But he's a real fighter. No, he's like not. a real boxer. No, he's not. Really? You don't think so? Yeah, he is. But look at the past records of the people who he's fought before. Montana Love kicked the ever-loving crap out of him. Yes. Really? He has it, it fought. Was, it, was, it was in, it was, he was on, Tommy Fury was an undercard on the Jake Paul fight. And Montana Love, who was the fighter, you know, it's called the Montana Love fight. It's not even called Montana, it's not even called Love v. Fury because of how, just because of how brutally Montana Love just he obliterated was on, Jake Paul. He was on the first, the, the undercard for the Woodley fight? Yes. The first time they fought? Wait, Brian, yes. Brian. Really? I'd See, I didn't know that. Yeah, and he fought this guy, Montana Love, and Montana Love, you know, excuse me for my language, language kicked the ever-loving shit out of him. Damn, Brian, he, it was I, terrible. Keep it PG, will you? Eh, it's fine. We're in the podcast. Right? I, I could be mistaken, but I thought he fought Anthony Pretty Boy Taylor. Is that who he fought? Yeah, I think Montana Love fought that night too, but it wasn't against Tommy I thought, Fury. I thought it there was. was an upset. But Tommy I, I know Fury did, Tommy Fury did lose though that night. I thought no, he won by he decision, did. but he against the UFC fighter turned boxer, he couldn't knock him out. That's and who it he's was. Also, a lot shorter, a lot smaller. That's what it was. Okay, I'm, who, I'm, I'm what, confused. Who, who do you think it was? I'm about to bring this full circle right now. You're good. So Jake knocked out. Uh, ben Askren. I, I was. I, I got. Yeah, I, I got confused because I think. But, I think we talked about both fights on our last podcast. Yeah, we did. So we I kind of. I kind of merged them into my mind. So Jake knocked out Ben Askren, but a professional boxer in Tommy Fury couldn't knock out Pretty Boy Taylor. Now Damn. hear me out. I understand people always say, "Oh, Tommy Fury is a professional boxer." Yeah. Well, he also has the last name Fury, which is why he gets all the hype that he does. That I look agree his, with. If you look at his past opponents, they're all absolute trash. If he was Literally, Tommy Andrews, no. If he was Tommy whatever, or Tommy whatever, Smith, no yeah, one, no, no one, one would give a single damn about him whatsoever. Yeah. And Jay, for part of that, 
for a part of that, I almost feel bad for Tommy in a way because I feel like he's not even in the boxing as much as everyone wants him to be into it. I feel like he's being pushed into it by his uh, his, his dad family. and it's his, his brother a lot more. Right. Yeah. He has to live up to a name he don't even want to live up to. So no. it's a big name to live up to. Exactly. Yeah. Because look at this. Also, look at the size of uh, Tyson. Uh, Tyson Fury. Yeah. He's an, NBA, he's an NBA. Right. He's an NBA power forward mm -hmm. with the with the like a keg. Yeah, yeah. With a keg, you know, yeah. KOU. Right. So he he is <laughs> from a the top one, rope. He is a one of one athlete that we may never get to see again. You yeah. can't you can't teach that. You can't train that. So how is Tommy no, Fury ever going to live up to that? Exactly. Exactly. Tommy Fury's got physical attributes. The man's got yeah. wicked broad shoulders. He's just he's wicked fit, and he seems he seems wicked quick. Yeah. Right. But that he's a good puncher. That I all mean, doesn't mean anything when you get KO'd. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure he is nasty on a heavy bag, but I mean, that's not <laughs> on a heavy yeah. bag. Yeah. <laughs> throw throw someone a in a heavy ring. bag doesn't move, does it? That's exactly. such a diss. <laughs> yeah. heavy bag don't yeah. fight back. That, that one took me a second because I'm because I'm, I'm I'm not the I'm not I can't I'm sometimes not the smartest in the room, but I I was like, hold on a minute. <laughs> uh, but no. So I don't know. I like Woodley in this because I think that he will be able to adapt, but it would not surprise me if Jake Paul comes out and, and is able to finish him in this fight. It, it really, see. it really wouldn't. Honestly, you just want a good fight. They're, yeah. they're entertainers, but yeah. I just want a good fight to end the year. My last thing that I want to ask you guys, do you think these celebrities are ruining the sport of boxing? Celebrities as in celebrity, celebrity boxers, just like, you know, like, you got the Paul brothers, and not you even the and not even the Paul KSI. brothers. You got KSI. You, you, you saw like, you, did you ever, did you ever see that whole, like whole TikTok and crap? Yeah, the whole TikTok, like, the, like the TikToker boxing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So hear me. You out. Think these celebrities are ruining boxing. I think Jake and Logan Paul know because look at Jake's not losing and Logan's fighting Floyd Mayweather. So <laughs> for them, no. But like, yeah, all those these TikTokers, guys, like these Taylor Holder, Bryce Hall. Get out of here. Don't yeah. Austin, Austin get McBroom. Him stop. Get him out. You can't, even, you can't even pay your freaking fighters for that social gloves event. Yeah. That that to me is just embarrassing. They they should just do a golf match at that point. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's sit on the couch. Count. Yeah. Make, uh, we'll uh, make it TikTok. Unfortunately, 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 most TikTokers I could guarantee could guarantee you probably wouldn't have the coordination to actually have a good golf swing. That's so, true. What are you talking so, about? So dude? They, they, they do all those TikTok dances. It, they can be flexible, but you can't, they don't have the coordination. I mean, I, listen, so they, what do they do? They, they do the most, you know, on, they, they do the most uncivilized thing possible and they try to punch each other in the face because, yeah. you know, it's part of the, it's part of settling the beef and doing all that crap. I'm just like, you guys suck. Play rock, yeah. paper, scissors. Whatever happened right. to that? Yeah. What happened? I, what's all? What's what, what's with the fighting, man? Yeah. You're a TikTok star. Do rock, paper, scissors, or connect four, and you're fine. Yeah. Right. I like what they're trying to do, but they're not doing it the right way. Yeah. Just and they just are bad at it. Hear me out. Yeah, bad. Not, so bad. They're, hear they're me cringe. out. Hear me out, out though. <laughs> yeah. Hear me out though. TikTok or bare knuckle UFC fights. <laughs> See now that yeah that, that would be a would lot be better than that's what I'm saying that would be entertaining cool. at least make it like there's, bloody and shit there's real stakes <laughs> right right because they fought with headgear on and 16 ounce gloves that's like that I mean come on I'd box anyone at that point well not anyone but and who's gonna but even like a bare knuckle fight with TikTokers yeah. how many people can you really get to watch that. See, not that many. Yeah, but you would have to you would have to have a factor that shows that this is not safe. There is a serious yeah, chance yeah, that somebody's yeah. going to get seriously injured. Somebody's, or someone's really going to get right, injured. It needs, right. it needs to be like UFC one back in the day. Did you end up seeing? Did have you ever seen like UFC one or, or like the early days of UFC? 
Like I, I saw I, a video of a 600 pound man fighting a dude that was like five foot six. Yes. Oh, is that what I'm like? That what you're talking UFC, about? Like, obviously, we see the UFC now, and it's on UFC. It's a thing about to be UFC 269 <laughs> is the one that's coming up this week, and it's Poirier versus uh, Oliveira. Yeah. And, <laughs> nice. it, it, and it's going to be, and it's going to be a good, like, that's going to be a good fight. And, you know, we see these guys, and we end up, we end up thinking, oh my God, like, these are fighters at the top of their class. The UFC back in the day was a legit freak show. Like, oh, that, yeah. like that's what it was like they like would circus well they they would take guys from two completely different disciplines and they'd have them fight i remember they took this karate guy or i think he was like maybe he was in like jujitsu or something and they ended up having him fight a sumo wrestler like and they it, weight classes didn't matter uh and none of that stuff mattered and the only way you ended up winning was getting a knockout i'm pretty sure it was like Damn. the and there was like and the sumo wrestler comes in and everyone thinks the sumo wrestler is just going to beat this guy up. And he ended up getting his teeth knocked out by this 200 pound guy. And it, and I, I don't know, here's the thing. I, I'd love to see some real stakes consequence stuff like that. If you could get some TikTokers mm -hmm. in the ring I'm and in. I'm in, uh, listen, I mean, I, I, in. that, That'd be that cool. is how you get views. I'm sorry. Boxing is becoming overrated, <laughs> overrated. Now you can say the Pauls are, are saving it and whatnot. It unfortunately has been a dying sport, but I think if you get, I think if you get these tweens in a, in a in the octagon i think you could see some real fun stuff go down Agreed. personally you want views do a tiktoker squid games yeah. what no TikToker <laughs> squid games that would get views i'm would you well, i'm not trying to see them die so see them die but a lot Trevor. of people are but a lot yeah, of people but, are i mean we're not trying to talk about death threats no. <laughs> what show do you think this is yeah but y'all can't even tell me i'm wrong that hunger games views. i don't know that would get serious views oh my god <laughs> Oh I, don't know, I don't know. I'm just trying to bring some hype. I'm trying to bring some hype back. I mean, what year is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Speaking Jeez. of, you know, going down. Yeah. Why don't we talk about what happened this weekend yeah. with um, Pitt quarterback Kenny Pickett? Oh, oh my God. He's, he's during the ACC hurt. championship, Kenny Pickett, the quarterback of University of Pittsburgh, rolled out for a long, long quarterback run. Yes. And I'm pretty sure it was, I think it was designed, but. I'm looking here, and he took off from the 40 and ran across midfield yes. and then all the way to the end zone. But around the 30-yard line, there were three defenders in front of him, and he decided to pretend to slide, and they all fell for it, and they all, like, stood up because you can get a targeting penalty for that. And, throw, and targeting in the – for, 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 for anyone who doesn't know college football, targeting will usually result in an automatic ejection. Yeah, and you can get ejected, so he fakes a slide, and he doesn't – like I said, he doesn't slide. ends up taking it to the house. Yes. Now, this is – it was brought up on ESPN by Ryan it's, Clark. It's being brought up everywhere, Tyler. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's but crazy. It was, but it was um, – Ryan Clark tweeted a former cornerback uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers – yeah. Um, tweeted that this is the first step to a targeting penalty because now I can't slow up ever again because mm -hmm. yep. nowadays you can literally accidentally kick the quarterback and you'll get a targeting penalty. Yes. Let's be real. If, if, so if, if typically if, for anyone who doesn't know the rules of a safety slide, if you go down into that slide and if you so as much breathe on the quarterback, you'll get a penalty. Yeah. Cause it. the quarterback's basically giving himself up at yeah. that point. He's like, all right, I know this is as far as I can go mm -hmm. right before getting injured. So most of them slide now. This is a, this is definitely going to cause problems because will it though? It, it you you know you know why it will because you're going to have these guys because now so somebody first did it somebody had to do it yeah, he opened it up he opened it up Dan Marino did the fake spike it's been done before it's oh, been yeah. done been, been done a couple times mm -hmm. but now you run the risk of a fake slide 
is maybe, will Tom Brady try fake slide? Will uh, Matt no. Jones try fake <laughs> Tom slide? Brady's not, but, no, but that's the thing. Tom Brady's got a actually, huge, actually, huge well, set actually, of, I am um, wrong. His man junk. He's got a huge <laughs> set down there. <laughs> Actually, I am I am wrong. Tom Brady has tried a fake slide before, but he juked Brian Erlacher. Yeah, he, by, doing, a, by doing a, by doing by doing a fake slide. That yeah. was that no, was a fake slide. That no, he, he juked him. Uh, it looks more like a slide when you no, look at it. Well, that's because he's not coordinated. Adrian yeah. Peterson well, out it, there. He's so, Tom Brady. So it fakes you out in both ways. But anyway, this is going to be a huge problem because you're going to have a quarterback. You're going to have these safeties charging in. Yeah, and they're going to be like, okay, is he actually going to go down? I don't know. And then they're going to lean in with the head, and they're going to just. KO the quarterback by accident. They're going to get targeting penalty. Like what happened to Joe Flacco on the Ravens when he got, you know, KO'd and sent out of a game and started the career of Lamar Jackson. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. What was his name? Oh, oh, I knew the linebacker's name. Oh, he played for Buffalo. Yeah, but it was, he was on uh, Miami at the time. What? It wasn't Milano, was it? No, no. Uh, I can't remember. Up. Either way, sure. he got he got absolutely leveled on that play. But that, but that, but that's why I think could this play could lead to. Because, like I said, somebody had to do it first. Kiko right Alonso. Kiko Alonso. That I knew it began with an A. Yeah. But it, but that's what it could possibly lead to. Now, that's just that's also a far stretch because players, I hope, are smarter than that. Mm-hmm. Because you never want to see anybody get injured. That's, right. the, that's the worst thing. Because whenever somebody goes down, everybody's like, oh, oh, shit. Yeah. It, this, this could be bad. Yeah. Everybody on both teams. So, I, I think it's going to cause a lot of problems. I'd like to hear what both of you think. But Trevor, I, I, I think it's going to be bad. Trevor, I'll hand it off to you. Uh, I think the next two weeks are going to show how this is actually going to go. If this becomes a sketchy thing and people start getting cracked and laid out, then <laughs> yes. But I feel like a lot of quarterbacks are going to be like, yo, please don't associate me with him. I, I, I'm not going to do that. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like quarterbacks are like, no, I don't, I don't want to start playing this game. My career is literally going to end. Uh, I, I don't want to get into this. So if if, yeah. I, if a bunch of quarterbacks all of a sudden start fake sliding within the next two weeks, I think they're shooting themselves in the foot. Mm. But I think if if like they actually slide and, you know, they're like, hey, we're not actually going to start doing that. This isn't the start of something. I think it'll go away. But I mean, right now we're at a very pivotal point where this could become a thing or it could not. And I really hope it doesn't. Yeah, I, I, I'm not I don't really think I'm. As of right now, I, I I've only it's only happened in this one instance. I'm not too worried that that it's gonna ca- catch on and become a thing. And here's why: I I see that you know obviously Pickett it looked like he was giving himself up and then got up and ran for the touchdown. In that situation, when you go back and look at the tape, it was like a very unique situation on the field where the typically when most guys go for a slide, the players are you know fairly close to them, closing in as they're doing it. These defenders were somewhat separated when when he ended up attempting this and you know, allowed for him to kind of mess around with it more. Had those guys been maybe five yards closer, I think that he goes out down that slide and doesn't even think about faking it. Every but, time. But because they were, you know, much further apart than you typically would see guys, he ended up saying, all right, I kind of have a little more space to play around with here. Even if I, even if they close back in on me, I can still go back into another slide and do something. So I don't know if it's necessarily going to catch on and become this thing. I'm really... I am kind of like weary of it. I, especially cause I think that now Kenny Pickett essentially is going to be running around with a target on his back. Uh, could. He could. Yeah. Could. Because, could. I mean, you can only just assume what's going to happen with stuff yeah. now, but I'm, I'm not too worried about it right now. I, I, I see, I, I also see it kind of as it, I see a bunch of these guys, typically uh, people that don't like baseball and they complain about the unwritten rules in baseball and it, but that now they're kind of saying that there's an unwritten rule here and there is an unwritten rule that you are supposed to give yourself up. But I, 
I, I really don't think that this is going to be as big a deal as people are saying it is because I think that it was a uh-huh. such a unique position on the field. But here, so um, what was what's this news site? The the Gazette. I don't know what paper this is, but anyway, um, this this site asked uh, Iowa State quarterback Brock Purdy what he thought about it, and part of it he said um, he he was like, "There's the rule where yeah. the quarterback starts to slide is where he's marked down." There's stuff a lot of people are going to be talking about and going over, but I think for the safety of the quarterback sliding now, that can be a little dangerous because defenders are going to be taught to go all the way through until he's on the ground and make sure that he slides. Yeah. And then a fake slide doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And well, you, well, you and know then what? Then he gets absolutely level. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. he said, it's a little controversial. I don't know if I have any more on that, but it's th- controversial. And the other- that's true. Yeah, no, it's you could actually he you could be taught like, oh, prepare yourself for a fixed slide and then absolutely level yep. quarterback and then say, say, I mean, you could for, all, for, for the Patriots, say that's yeah. JC Jackson accidentally. Oh, yeah. That's throw that throws out your best corner, best corner, best defensive player, one of the best oh, corners in the league. Complete game that, changer. Exactly. That could this could be a huge game changer because say your star star defensive player accidentally does it, you're done. Mm-hmm. If you're like, you're screwed. Yeah. So Here, it's, here's here's the reason though yeah. that I am not in favor of this getting turned into a rule unless it starts to become apparent though. And it's not, it's not because I don't think that what Kenny Pickett did or, you know, whether I liked it or whether I didn't like it, it's, it actually has to do based on the fact that I think that the refs typically can't do their job. And what I'm worried what will happen is oh, the, refs the, in every sport well, these days. Yeah, are terrible. It, well, exactly. But what I'm worried what will happen is they'll end up making a ruling and saying, Hey, if <laughs> what will most likely happen is if a guy attempts a fake slide, it, the, the ruling will be to blow the play dead. Now, what makes me worry about that? You're going to have maybe a Lamar Jackson or some athletic quarterback not attempting to do a fake slide, probably just trying to juke some guy out and maybe have a really good juke. But the ref is going to have the ref is going to be, you know, too concerned with the fact that it's a fake slide, especially during the first year of its implementation. And Lamar Jackson could have a straight shot to the house, throws a juke move on a defender. It gets blown dead and everyone's wondering what the heck just happened. And it. It could not even look close to a fake slide. It could be a literally a lateral movement, but any juking whatsoever could essentially get blown dead and be turned into an inadvertent whistle because of this. And for yeah. for any Patriots fans who have not who have you know seen it inadvertent whistles and have had to deal with you know all the aspects of it, it's not fun because you, your your two choices when an inadvertent whistle is blown and a play is blown dead is either to just take the ball at the spot that you have it or to redo the play. You don't get anything else added on. So it's it's not really a great situation because say you have a wide open touchdown run that gets taken away from you. It's like, all right, am I either just going to take the play on first down or, you know, take the second down play or what, what's the deal. And it's it's, a big toss up now. It really is. And it sucks because I mean, I've been a referee and I've, I I mean, I remember in my first game, I had an inadvertent whistle and and explaining it to coaches. It like no coach is happy when an inadvertent whistle is one. They they, they don't go, Oh man, it's all, Oh man, it's all good. (laughs) Hey, we'll, we'll be good. They'll, They'll go. Are you kidding me? What do you mean you blew it dead? Like he's wide open. Like they'll get all over you. So I, I mean, I don't want to see this because I know what this is going to turn into, and I really don't want it to become that. No, I don't. Oh yeah, this uh, this it should, it should could, have never could happened. Be, could be bad. Yeah, like, I mean that's also worst case scenario because how many people are really going to attempt to fake slide? Because no, especially no, no especially gonna, a lot of no NFL one's gonna, guys. No one's in, no Tyler. No one's going to attempt to fake slide. Just a juke move is going to get turned into this. That's true. That's yeah. also true. That, that that's what I'm saying. Uh, no. Like no one's going to turn. No, I'm not saying fake slides are going to get blown dead left and right. Like, I'm not saying that if it is made illegal, like even, then even tossing a juke move is going to cause for concern because yes. you're going to, you're probably going to have 
like you said, the ref is about going to blatantly blow the whistle. Yeah, you're going to have some dumbass officials making some dumbass calls. Exactly. Oh, like that doesn't happen already. Well, yeah. So yeah. you want so you want to make it worse? I mean, you're seeing all these stupid taunting penalties getting thrown about left and right. For, Don't even get me started oh, on that, Brian. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Well, sports are about taunting <laughs> a little bit. Uh, not not excessive, but you can taunt a little bit. I mean, it makes the game enjoyable. Remember yeah. Tyree Kill taunting um, Antoine Winfield Jr. And then the Super Bowl came Antoine back to Winfield bite him right in the ass. Did it right back to him. Yeah. It was like, this is where it really matters. Exactly. Like, that's awesome. Right. And then yeah. Tom Brady and Tyra Matthew get going at it. Yeah. That's awesome. That would have been, that's a flag now. Oh, yeah. Look, look at it like this. These people it's work dumb. their entire <clears throat> lives, dedicate their lives to this sport. If you score a touchdown in the NFL, I mean, that, that's something 99.9% of people never experience. Let me talk some shit. Let me talk some shit. Like, why not? How many people are doing this? Let me this brag stuff? a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. What? What? Can you score a touchdown? No, you yeah, probably no. can't. Mm-mm. I scored in flag football. Yeah. And, hey, I, I scored when I, I played play Pop Warner. I scored in flag football, too. I scored when I played Pop Warner. Did you taunt the kid? No, I was in third grade. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I want to know how that would have played out. Yeah. Oh, as a to a Bob Warner game, I catch yeah. a touchdown. As and, a former flag football ref and player, you would have gotten thrown out of the game. This is real football. <laughs> this is real Bob Warner for a football. This is tackle football. Yeah. If imagine you see a little third grader just taunting. Well, Tyler, yeah, hilarious. What's he doing though? The key and peel. You know the key and peel. Excessive yeah, the, celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Three pumps. Three the, pumps, and you're out. Done. Yeah. Done. Gone. Well, done. Tyler, mo- gone. Two max. <laughs> I actually did that before Keen Peel did it. So I'm the original. That's what I in did. Pop Warner, I did in that. Pop Warner. Yeah, I did three pumps. Yeah. Three pu- oh, well, yeah. well, Tyler, m- most times, you know, we, we think about these old, about these youth refs and we're kind of like older and some of them are, you know, older than us. But when we think back to it and, you know, I see these like eight year olds looking at, they probably think I'm like ancient and Dude, n- now just don't and, make me feel old. And no, I, no, here's the thing. Like looking back on it, most of the most of the people that refed us were probably younger than us. Actually, they were probably like some sixteen-year-old kids that were trying probably. to get some gas money. Yeah. So they, they probably weren't going to take any crap, and they 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 were like, "Listen, man, we're not trying to like do this stuff right now. Like it's ridiculous." I'm not old. I'm I'm not, I don't get paid enough. For exactly. Uh uh-uh. uh. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens with this with this uh, whole Kenny Pickett thing. I don't think that the Army Navy game this weekend is. We're gonna have to worry about that no. athleticism too much. I think it's just gonna be a bunch of runs. But that which, game is gonna be awesome. Have oh, you yeah. seen the jerseys for that game? <laughs> those have. are pretty. That's sick. one of the best games to be at. Yeah, I would love to go to one of those games. Mm. But also, I I mean, speaking of Kenny Pickett, real quick, yeah, he's um he might not play in the Peach Bowl. Ah, it's a, it's it's a bowl game. Yeah, but like that, but yeah, why the, wouldn't you? As draft stock, I mean, dude, he, dude you future you, quarterback of the you, Pittsburgh Steelers, you be quiet. It, you he made a commitment to play for this team. Uh, you, my God, if I'm the coach, you're playing. You're suiting up. You talking about picket? Yeah, this season's not over. Unfortunately, yet. Man, you're playing. Unfortunately, man, I I hate to say it, I want the I want these guys to play in these games now, but but they just don't do it anymore because they see the NFL and they see that game check right over the horizon they, 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 they end up saying all right what do i want five like chance at five million dollars or a potential broken leg next week like you pick. i'm playing i'm playing right I'm, but him, it, I'm playing but it's pit at the peach bowl this isn't the natty 
Yeah. If, if they this were, but the still, natty. that's still their game. That's their championship game for the year. Kenny, yeah, but you're Kenny Pickett next year. Has, yeah, Pickett next year has the chance to become the next future quarterback at the Steelers. So I think he's more focused on that yeah, right now. Or the Giants. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> R.I.P. for him. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but he's projected to be the first, first one of the, if not the first, the first quarterback off the board. I think they have yeah. Matt Corral out of, out of Ole Miss, but he's supposed to be one of those big guys. Yeah, I saw one too, and I saw Pickett before him. So okay, it's wow. a toss up. So, so it's moving up. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, I think his stock moving up but we also we we can sit here and debate who the best quarterback in the draft is and it could be blown exactly. we, we don't know no okay. it, could, it could be a complete bust you could i mean it, everybody it, thought sam darnold was the number one pick and then the browns chose baker mayfield i mean hell it could always just be a guy at one at pick 199 you never know it, that, that, yeah. it, it's always you it's always know. it's always so fourth up in the round air. second round you never know what was Dak prescott was fourth round yeah. you never know aaron exactly. Rodgers was End of the first round. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones was the last quarterback taken in the first round. Okay, but he's still a first round talent. <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> Speaking right. of Mac well, Jones, who y'all taking for Heisman? I got Aiden Hutchinson all day. I, I love Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden I'm, Hutchinson I'm a big I'm, I'm a big Michigan fan, so I like him for Heisman. Um, nominees: Pickett, Pickett's in it. Hutchinson, Hutchinson the dude from it's gonna be Bryce Ohio State. Bryce Young, Bryce Young. it's going and Bryce it's going Young. to be. Yeah, he's Bryce Young's right. trash. Thank you. Yep. Absolutely terrible. Can't you throw the me. ball. You heard it first. He's an Alabama quarterback. Trash. Can't throw. So, so you're thinking he's, terrible. You're, you're thinking he's gonna be more on the line of an AJ McCarron than he is of a. Yeah, successful. Yeah, or one hundred Did you watch his performance or in the Iron Bowl? Dude, he played. Like I could have performed better crap. in that game, and I'm not even kidding. <laughs> that was one of the worst quarterback performances I've seen. <laughs> yeah, and except Auburn's for that like hail mary at the end. Yeah, I mean, was like what four and seven unranked. I mean, but he took he took it to that Georgia defense though. Yes, he no, did. No, no, Saban took it to the Georgia defense. Yeah, yeah. I that mean, was Saban's game plan. Game plan. I mean, see, I didn't see as many good throws. I saw just blown coverages and more, more game plan. But yeah, I mean, I mean, it's college. It's college. Blown coverage happens more than you that's think. That's true. Yeah. That's he, why there's bigger plays more in the NFL. You don't see that. I don't know why. Why in college, whenever I see a deep pass going up in the air, I in the NFL, you see a deep pass going up in the air. Majority of the time, you're thinking it's going in, incomplete. In college, I, I'm in my mind, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying this thing is going to be completed just because of you know how how defenses work in college. Unfortunately, and exactly. It, someone's coming down with it when when a guy throws it up in college. Yeah. That's just usually the case. Yeah. Now speaking of deep passes, something we did not see this Monday night. Yeah, I was about to um, say Bills versus Patriots was a just a pass in general. <laughs> yeah. What do you? He was two for three with 19 yards. Mac it was, was. It was kind of a preview to the Army Navy that game was a little insane. bit. Yes, it was. I mean, did you see that Bill Belichick came <laughs> yeah. out came out in a Navy shipment mask and proceeded to run the ball 46 times yep. in basically in spirit of Navy? Yeah, because this didn't didn't his dad go to the Navy? I think his dad coached the Naval Academy. Uh, he has he has some he ties has to the he has a tie to the Naval convention the Naval um, Academy. I know that, but I mean. This game was ridiculous. I mean, it was snowing sideways. I don't know if you ever seen that meme from um, uh, Family Guy. They're like, "How's the weather out there, Ollie?" And he's like, "It's snowing sideways." Yeah, but anyway, he was an assistant for the U.S. But, Naval Academy. I mean, the the temperature kickoff was twenty seven degrees. The wind was over forty miles an hour. And if you saw ESPN, they were playing in a little hurricane. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, a pregame. You see that field goal. <laughs> Terrible. What field goal? It didn't. That was a sad the attempt. Pre-game. The sad pre-game attempt. field goal. Oh, yeah. Some, I can't <clears throat> yeah, I no, think I saw it for the Bills kicked it and it just went right. Well, it, did you see the pregame right. for ESPN? Mm. They're all, uh, all five of them are sitting on stools yeah. and the wind blew and they all got knocked, almost got knocked mm-hmm. off the Adam, stools. Adam Schefter almost got blown out the stadium. 
Yeah, because he's like 102 pounds. Soaking wet. Yeah. But like, but like I said, Mac Jones threw three passes, and they ran for 222 yards and 46 carries. Yeah. I mean, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, Brandon Bolden, they were just okay. hit that night. I mean, it was Brandon craziness. Bolden is you fall on you have a man crush on brandon bolden this season no, it, okay, it is, okay. is a parent okay you well, you okay. mentioned him he's been on you mentioned team. him an absurd amount of times on okay. this show okay bolden and, and versus jake to, paul and i'm about to explain <laughs> i bombed bolden all day i mean we're yeah. seeing a running back we're seeing a running back in that fight frank gore's fighting darren williams in that fight. frank gore's winning that yeah he's gonna kill him 100 percent. he can reach him that's legal assault dude i saw frank gore at the jake paul fight Biggest neck I've ever seen on a human being. You can't even yeah, write. You, you couldn't choke him out if you wanted to. He's a just big a kid. dense, thick guy. He's he. You can't hurt he's him. A big he guy. will knock out whoever he's. Well, Darren, some NBA player, Darren right? Williams, three-time NBA All Star. He's knocking him out. Hundred. Yeah, yeah that KO, that's gonna KO. be bad. Yeah, I, I hope medical attention is close by. After <laughs> but the fight. they need an ambulance but like I on said, standby. Brandon Bolden is he's been on team for a while. I mean, he's had a couple stints in Miami. He had a stint in Miami and a stint in Philly. Yeah, but. Every time he's been here, he's been a special teamer, and granted, he's been really good at it. Oh yeah, he's, he's been, been he's been he's been a notorious like one of those Bill Belichick special yeah, teams guys, like, like, Matthew like, like a Matthew Slater, Slater like a Nate yeah. Ebner. Yeah. But like, now, because of the injury to James White, and we traded Sony Michelle, and you got two ground pound running backs in Madre Stevenson and Damian Harris, you got that third down back. Who's it going to be? And it, you have to toss in Brandon Bolden, but he's been. Yeah. The first game I saw him in, I'm like, great. Brandon Bolden is playing. <laughs> yeah. like, this guy's awful. Yeah. My thoughts exactly. I, I was all like, of a sudden, I, like I was the like, first I, game he played like crap. Yeah. I was like, I was like, we're screwed at running back. James White's done. We're done. Yeah, he played like crap. And then all of a sudden, because that's a tough role to fill up, James White. Well, James White's one of the best, I think, all dynamic. around backs and I mean, in the NFL. And I mean, we, listen, we have good Underrated. running. We have good running back depth, but trying to plug in Brandon Bolden, who the Brandon Bolden we've known trying to replace James White is impossible. Yeah, yeah, he's incredible. Mm-hmm. Great all around back, but like you said, Brandon, you, you can't just plug Brandon Bolden in there. Not in any normal season. No, but now all of a sudden you do. Yeah, and, he, and he's balling out. Yeah, he's the Jesus man, on the field. <laughs> oh my God, he's playing so well, and I'm I'm ex- I'm happy for him because I think he needed it. Yeah, he's he's getting up up there in age, and he never really had his moment. Mm-hmm. I think this is his his moment for his year. He's gonna have. I don't know if it's going to come in the next couple of games, but or from the playoffs, but he's going to have some breakout game, and everyone's going. To, he's going to throw his name in the map. Yeah, it's, I, yeah. I, and I would love. I can't wait to see it because I think it's. I truly think it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, well, I'll talk. I want to talk some more about this game, but you're talking about guys that are having you know successes here, and Brandon Bolden is being one of them. Mm-hmm. One of the guys that. I, you know, just hasn't had success in general. And I, you know, this game just proved it. And I think it's time to finally close the book on this guy. <laughs> close it, 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 and throw it into a fire. Yeah, it's, yeah. and that, that guy, that guy is Nikhil Harry. Listen, Ooh. listen, he was a first round draft pick. And I remember seeing his, hi- I remember seeing his highlights coming out of Arizona State. And I was like, I was like, oh shoot, this guy has some potential. I was like, you know, he was huge. Yeah, well, and, yeah. I, and he, and the catches that he was making over, over, over in Arizona, I was like, this guy has something like, with legit potential to be like mm-hmm. an athletic freak for us. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, let's go. Like, this is like a real good move. Now looking back at, at we draft him over like four pro bowl wide receivers. It's like, you've got to be joking uh, and over DK Metcalf. It's time AJ to cut Brown. the losses, cut the losses. Marquise, We're not Marquise Brown? Uh, not certain. I, I'm, I don't know about that one, but I know it was over AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. Yeah. And, and when you look at just the way that, the, that this whole thing panned out, it's so, ugly just it's to so see sad. It, it's it's terrible i mean 
listen, he's become a blocking wide receiver, which I didn't even realize that we carried on the depth chart at this point. On on the depth chart, I believe he's fifth or sixth on the wide receiver depth chart. He's he's about, I think, I think he's equal with Matthew Slater on the depth chart. And listen, Matthew Slater came to Bryant the, the, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Great guy. I was able to actually ask him a question. Very, very nice individual. The I man, the, the man hasn't played wide receiver in six years. The man, and, and, the man so, and somehow nice. he's higher on the depth chart right now yeah. than, than Nikhil freaking Harry. And you know what, why am I complaining about Nikhil Harry? Did he catch a pass or was involved in the offense in this game? No, but for some reason I, and I'm part of my blame goes on Belichick for this too. He thought that in a hurricane force wind, this would be the perfect situation <laughs> to send, to send Nikhil Harry out for his first ever punt reception attempt in the NFL. That was a dumb. Call. And I'm, I'm just like, Bill. So on, on that one, I'm kind of like, Bill, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Like you, what is your game plan here? So I don't know what his idea was for that, but Nikhil Harry, you know, has the ball bounce and basically comes very close to touching it. He ends up saying, Oh shoot, I got away. And instead of basically just vacating the stadium, this man decides, this man decides to just get a closer look at it. And the thing bounces off his helmet recovery for Buffalo ball. And you can't script this shit any better. Literally the next play, Josh Allen and the bills throw a touchdown pass. I was like, you can't mm-hmm. make, I was like, you can't make this up. Like it, you literally can't make that stuff up. It's like that storybook kind of stuff where, oh, you, you know, you mess up and, oh, we'll get you the next time. It's very next play. Touchdown pass. Touchdown pass. I believe it was that guy Davis on their team. I was yeah. like, I think well, was- he tripped when he first, when he tried to uh, catch it the first time and then he tripped and it landed to the left of him. And he's like, all right, you know, like, never mind. But then apparently he wanted, he, wanted to try and get it yeah and that's when it bounced off his face man i'm like, like Nikhil, if it goes wrong the first time don't go back yeah especially don't go back abort a spe- abort in a normal situation for you back there especially in this crap with this insane weather i'm like it could have blown into him yeah i was but like those are things you don't he does he did exactly what you don't yeah. do and i feel like Mm-mm. you know p- people try to talk about his run blocking ability i think it's just so overrated at this point i think that that's just because he's big yeah exactly he's big and strong that's all that is i mean listen he's 24 years old which actually is surprising I thought he was a little bit older than this. Great value. He is. I, I don't think he has any. He, I this think man, he this has man, some. No, I think I think this season squandered it. He had tra- this man had the audacity to request to trade at the beginning of the year, and I audibly laughed out loud. I was like, I was like, <laughs> in what right do you have to request a trade from the New England Patriots? He's a bum. The Patriots. I'm. I was like, the Patriots will be lucky enough to ship your ass off for a sixth right now with, with the way you've played. Just to think, we got that for Gilmore. Now yeah, we could get it from Nikhil yeah. Harry. What? Yeah. I mean, ship him off somewhere. I don't want him though. Cut the loss. I don't want him. He's I, he's twenty four. He's a waste of a roster spot. I mean, honestly, um, elevate Isaiah Zuber to the mm. to the the get to the to the team because that man played once last year, I think, and he actually played pretty well. So I, I like him, and that's actually a player that I really like. I think could play really well as Isaiah Zuber, but. Nikhil Harry's got to go. Yeah, it, he's just he, a, he's a he, waste. He all he do does is block. All he does is block. I mean, that's yeah. just 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 because oh. he's big and strong. Like you can throw Bolden in there and he'll do the same same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's just. It, I mean, I'm, the, the I, man can't catch anything. I mean, the Pats went out and they spent the, they spent a ton of money on offen- on offensive weapons because they saw the ineptitude currently going on in New England and basically. Yeah. You know, they they could have just gotten a Kendrick Bourne or or just gotten Nelson Aguilar. They got both of those guys because they saw their situation and ended up saying. Nikhil's not going to be a part of this offense. We're going to have, we're going to have, we're going to have Kendrick Bourne. We're going to have Aguilar. We're going to have Janu when we're going to have Myers. Hunter, and yeah. Myers. We're going to have Hunter Henry. And we don't want even, we don't even want Nikhil anywhere near the field. It's, it's prevalent at this point. It's, it's sad. He he deserves an opportunity and it's not here. No. It, it's not it here. Ain't here. It ain't here. Find Chief. an offense that works but for him. 
do you remember? I think it was the preseason. Mac threw a gorgeous oh, pass yeah. to him, mm-hmm. and he dropped it. Yeah. Like, Mac threw one of the most beautiful touchdown passes I've ever seen, mm-hmm. and he dropped it. Yeah. yeah. Now, Brian, you said earlier you can't make this stuff up. You know what you can't make up? The fact that ESPN, uh, I can't, I, I don't quote me on this specifically, but I know, I know they said it, uh, that uh, Pats versus Bucks, 10% chance to make it's, it to the Super It's Bowl. the most likely odds for it to happen. Yep. Yeah, because, oh, yeah. That, that is would be disgusting. That would be insane. But honestly, we live in a simulation. Yeah. At the, I, at this, if that happens, I unfortunately do kind of have yeah. to concede that the NFL is rigged. And right. unfortunately, like the NBA, the NBA is already a lost cause. We, we go to the games anyways, because it's, it's fun to see Jason Tatum. We can attest to that. It's deuce. It's fun to there see for deuce. Yeah. And Luke Holmes and all those guys. It's fun to see those. Oh, awesome. it, yeah. It's fun to see. Man, I wish I won't. Yeah. It's fun to see live NBA action, but we know it's rigged now at this point. The 2002 Western conference finals kind of proves that to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the NFL, it's starting to become mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of a drip drip thing of where it's, you know, kind of becoming a little too obvious. I mean, you, you'd think the NFL would try to, you know, mess with us a little bit to kind of throw us off and and, 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 be, and be like, no, nah, we're not rigged. Watch the Ravens are going to take off. Oh, shoot. Everyone's getting injured uh, miraculously. And oh. I'm, I'm just like, you, you can't make it up, man. It's it's crazy, but you can't. But that would be amazing. But honestly, Real quick. Oh, it would be amazing, Who Tyler. It, it, it would be amazing would news. Game. It'd be amazing news if the Patriots and Bucks made the Super Bowl. Just be amazing. No, that'd be the storyline of the year of Who the wins century. That game? Who wins that game? I can't bet against the Pats and Bill Belichick. I can't. I can't do it. I, I think, I think Bill's getting in Brady's head. I think Bill's getting in Brady's dome. And once you get into Brady's head, you win the game. No, you got what you got to do is you get to get into his head. You're right. But to get into his head, you got to get to him. Once you get to him, you win. You put him on the you ground. Win. You fluster him. Yeah, he gets flustered really quick because because he gets very angry and he gets angry quick. I and pers- he blames everybody else. Yeah, I I personally think the sun will explode, but before <laughs> before kickoff, and we just will never know the answer. I think that's most. I think that's the most likely case of what happens. Uh, before that the- would be a great, great Super Bowl. <laughs> that probably be one of the most watched. Probably the most watched Super Bowl in history. It would be probably. Yeah. No, no way. Not, not probably. It would be. There's I mean, who, no way it wouldn't be. Who is not watching that? Yeah, it's it's the game. Like that would get the probably the entire nation watching. Probably, yeah. probably my brother. Probably the entire world. My brother probably wouldn't watch it. Yeah, why not? He's a loser. He's, yep. <laughs> no, he's not a sports. He's not, not a sports guy. Yeah. Oh, There's one person right. that wouldn't watch it. Okay. But you're right. Every everybody's gonna be watching that. How much are the tickets to that game? Minimum. Holy, holy <laughs> Christ! I don't even want to know. My grandfather was able to go to to two Super Bowls back in the day. It was yep. the. Uh, it was the Dol- it was the Bengals versus Niners Super Bowl where, where where Montana ended up winning and he also got to go the see the Icky Shuffle one. Uh, oh yeah, and, and he also ended up getting to see uh, John Elway just put put a pounding on the Redskins. Uh, or sick. no, it was the other way around. It was the other way around. The Redskins ended up I think killing the Broncos, and so he was so he's been able to see both of both of those games. One game cost a hundred bucks to get in. The other one one fifty, and he was sitting fifty yard line. That's awesome! Wow. Now now it's like. That's tickets boy. tickets cost like 300 bucks for the nosebleeds. Yeah. Oh, more than I, my that. cousin got tickets to the Bucks Pats game. Oh, those were like 400 minimum, I think, right? They yeah. have or something like that. They were like 800. I think they were more than that I for nosebleeds. It. And he had like solid seats. Mm. And he Jeez. Snapchats me and he's at the game. I'm like, dude, did you just spend your two paychecks on those <laughs> tickets? What's the matter with you? Like, you just bought a house. Yeah. And he said it was the coolest thing ever, but. 
Honestly, I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to know. Uh, I don't even want to hear the prices of that Super Bowl because they're going to be through the roof. Yeah. Dude, you got to be a multimillionaire to buy a ticket to that thing. You're going to be sitting, you're gonna be sit, sitting next to Elon Musk in the nosebleeds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how it's going to be. All the people down low, they're, they're too important, so you don't even know their names. Exactly. You don't even know where did these people come from. Right. Yeah. I'm sitting next to Elon Musk, and I'm in the nosebleeds. Oh, look, there's Donald Trump. Yeah. Oh, oh, look, there's another, you know. Multi-millionaire. Right. Like, they're going to have to look, tell Adam a lot Sandler. of people no. They're going to have to <laughs> tell a lot of people no. Look, Jeff Bezos. They might have to build an extension to the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> just to fit. Just to that fit would the... sell out so fast. Though. Oh, yeah. As soon as, as soon as the game concluded, it would sell out. Without without question. Now, Easily. It'd be, an, it'd be a ridiculous game. Easily. But where is it? Uh, this year, it's in L.A. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, okay. It's over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my that, God. That, yeah, Los Angeles. For that game, yeah, it'd be over. That, oh my World's god, game. you know how much security they need yeah. for that game? Yeah, All of and, it. and have you seen you've seen the halftime show for that game? Remember, right? Oh, it's <laughs> it's Dr. Dre, Eminem, Eminem, Eminem Lamar. Yeah. So yeah, they, like I think I think they just have to lock down the city. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. See, I think after that, double G. After that game, the world would end because we all just hit our peak. Yeah, that would peak, be my peak, peak happiness. Peak of the world, you can't even go up from that. So peak, what's the point? Peak happiness: Patriots versus Bucks in the Super Bowl. Patriots win. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem in the halftime show. I am content with life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, no, what else do you want? That would Seriously. be perfect. Seriously, yeah. no be, marriage uh, is overrated. Yeah, that be. is my peak. Yeah, that'll, yeah, that, that'll yes. be that'll be quite the game. I can only imagine what that's going to look like. That would be amazing. Uh, but before would, before we end up going, though, obviously back <clears throat> back to the Bills Pats game now, kind of back to reality. <laughs> uh, well, back I, to reality. Oop, there goes gravity. But what going off that, though, uh, going back to the Pats game, obviously, Bill Belichick just had an incredible game for for his team and just going, being able to go out there and do what they game did. plan. Exactly. He had a tremendous game plan. And Coach he knew, of the year. He knew. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, but I, he knew. I'd probably say yes. He knew that the Bills' run defense is not one, not one of the strongest in the NFL. And he exploited it big time. Because I know that a bunch of Bills players are mad. And uh, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde were getting annoyed. Oh, they were pissed. The, because of the questions they were getting yeah. asked. They were like, how did you not? Like, they ran the ball like 14 times in a row. Did you just not catch on? Yeah. yeah. And they just got completely embarrassed. Yeah. Embarrassed. Yeah. And Damian Harris ripped a 64-yard run, too. Mm-hmm. His only touchdown in the game, right? No. Well, Bill Bills had a touchdown. Yeah. But but anyway, that's just like, they just got embarrassed. Yeah, it was bad. And, but it was, it shows, it really shows that the New England Patriots have the best coaching staff in the NFL. Yes. Pound for pound, ground and pound. They have the best coaching staff yeah. in the NFL mm-hmm. because they knew every, every game plan is different for every game. I mean, the, the game for the Bucks versus the Bills are two completely different games. Mm-hmm. It's we need to get to Tom Brady quick as possible. And that's mm-hmm. the end. And, you know, the offense, you know, they have a good defense in general. They were blitzing all night. So they're like, we got to get the ball out quick. And for Buffalo, you couldn't pass. So they were like, oh, God, this is, this is, we got to completely change our game plan now because look at the weather. And I can guarantee you that's exactly what they did. They were like, we got to change our game plan. And they're like, all right, let's go to this. And it was run, run, run. Mm-hmm. You got two powerful backs and Stevenson and Harris. And then you got Bolden. You throw Bolden in there, it's game over. It really is. And it, and it was. They, I, I, they, I'm, they played I'm, I'm a nervous strategic for, I'm nervous, game. I'm nervous for Damian Harris, though, because he looked kind of, 
limp. He, he, he looked like he was limping on that 64 yard run. It looks like toward the end, he ran into an injury. Yeah. But I could be wrong. I could, he, it Ho- also hopefully it's like, just the cold and it was a kind of a cramp that happened because let's, of it. let's hope. Yeah. But let's, Stevenson got Steve Harris goes down. RIP my fantasy team, but you know, we're in good hands. With I've, been on, I've been on the Stevenson hype train since, since he got drafted. I saw his tape out of Oklahoma. I was like, this is this, like this, he's a dude, dude. These rookies are balling yeah. out. They yeah. Really Mac, obviously Stevenson, but Christian Barmore is a Barmore. Yeah. yeah. It's Christian Barmore. He's playing like a, Oh, you guys seen that meme? It was like Christian or Mac Jones. Dog. Mondre Stevenson. Dog. Dog. <laughs> Christian Barmore. Dog. Yeah, they're 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 playing insane, incredible and draft class. Bar- Barmore wasn't playing in this game for a little bit, and then the officials, the uh, announcers said something, and who did you see make a play the next, the the exact next play? Mm-hmm. Christian Barmore was in the backfield. Yes, I think you know causing a disruption. It's like we were waiting for this game. Yeah, it's like like we knew it was gonna happen almost. Yeah, like, I feel like was Buffalo awesome. was like ah. Oh. Well, they're, not, I, they're not gonna run it again, are they? I mean, oh, they're not gonna run it again. I mean, I'll tell you though, I, I this is a good game for me, but with the Patriots, though, I still am left asking questions because I said this beforehand, and I, you know, I was I ended up saying I was like, I, I was basically saying essentially this team is kind of reminds me of the start to the 2019 season that we had. You know, we were freshmen here in college when it happened, and the Patriots start off eight and zero, were looking incredible. And and a lot of that was due to us kind of facing not the best not really the greatest talent we were facing no you're you know, right. below average talent and guys that were on injury guys that were injured and we were catching a bunch of breaks then we faced Lamar Jackson the Ravens they kill us and we ended up finishing the season 12 and 4 but obviously not with the same momentum that we had and we lose to the Titans and that's the end of Tom Brady in New England and mm. I worry that this team has is kind of built like that where if we face a real team with some real adversity they could put us down I mean listen the Bills are a solid football team but I want to, but we've, we faced the Titans on injury. We faced the bills in a, one of the weirdest weather games that I think we've ever, that we've ever witnessed. And we've caught a bunch of teams where they've been in tough situations. Now, I, what I really want to see is I think that the Colts will be a good matchup for us out, coming out of the bye week And I also want to that's see a tough game. Exactly. So I, I think that's going to be a real test. And then I also want to see how we fare against the bills when they come back into New England. Hopefully the weather is a little bit better so we can get a better judgment of where people line up. My I, I think that's my, a, the best situation. My thought process is we almost beat the Bucks, mm-hmm. who are arguably the best team in the league right now. Mm-hmm. We almost beat the Cowboys. I that game was BS. They missed a bunch of calls. They missed <laughs> yeah. a blatant face mask call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, they still they still lost. But those games were played very well. Yeah. And I think that this team could go far because of the coaching. Mm-hmm. They are coaching in a way that they're going to win. Each game is different. Each game plan is different. They plan for certain people. They knew Josh. They needed to contain Josh Allen. They didn't do the greatest job of it, but they knew that they had to do it, and they knew that they couldn't pass. So they're like, all right, we got to run. They knew they had to get to Tom Brady. They did that, and it's just, it, it it's incredible to see how much that they they game plan for mm-hmm. these teams and then how much they actually stick to it. Yeah. This team is very, very disciplined. Yes. And they stick to it and they, they trust in their coaching. And I think that's why we're going to go far. Mm-hmm. And while people are kind of saying, oh, Mac Jones didn't really do a lot in this game. And obviously he threw, he threw three passes only yeah. completed. But that wasn't the game plan. But at the same time, Mac is willing to do what is necessary. And obviously, you know, he can be a game manager and he's not going to be worried about saying, 
like Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers would, would, would have been like, I want to air it out. I want to be able to do yeah. my thing. And I'm Aaron Rodgers. I have a big ego. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. He would have wanted to do that with this, with Mac Jones. He was saying, all right, I just want to get the win. Cause I'm not, I'm just trying to prove my worth here and exactly. prove, prove that I can stay around here. So I'm happy about that. I, I mean, I don't think that Brian Hoyer would have been able to personally go out and do what he did do with Mac Jones in this game. That's hard. Uh, Cause you're just handing the ball off. I mean, you feel useless. I mean, well, you feel useless, but I, I also think that Hoyer probably would have messed something up. I feel like Brian Hoyer. I I just remember that Kansas City game, and I'm like, oh my god, Uh it's just a nightmare. Uh, Nightmare. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I just this is kind of a shout out to my uh, to my roommate right here. He 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 was saying that the Patriots should get a different back quarterback, and his recommendation is uh, Mr. Mike White of the New York Jets. Uh, Yeah, I should have been the first round draft pick. I I don't know why, but my 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 roommate Henry has a certain affinity right now for uh, Mike White at quarterback. I can't understand it. I he wanted me to bring it up on the show, so I figured might as well do it towards the end. So. Uh, Henry, I hope you're happy that I brought up Mike White for uh, absolutely no fucking reason on this show. Uh, but with that, well, with that being said, uh, Tyler, Trevor, I think it's time to say that we're now down to the wire. So that means we're going to wrap up what we talked about in this episode in a short little blip, and we will get on out of here. So obviously, we welcome in Trevor Saunders to the show. Trevor, it was a blast having you on, man. Amazing. You clapping for yourself. Wow. What a yes, jackass. Sir. Thank you. <laughs> but Trevor, obviously so glad to have you on the show, man. It was, it's always a blast talking, talking sports with you. We hope to get you on, you know, probably in the uh, next semester at some point to talk about some stuff with you. But obviously the main reason that we got you on the show is to talk about the now, you know, quickly developing Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley rematch that is going to be going down on December 18th and all the storylines revolving around that. After that, we talked about the we talked about pick quarterback Kenny Pickett's fake slide versus Wake Forest, and ended things off talking about Pat's Bills and you know what what the future of the Patriots holds from here on out. So we hope that you guys really enjoyed this episode. And if you guys are not falling down a wire yet at this point, what are you doing with your life? Exactly, we are available. Mm-hmm. We're available everywhere you guys can find podcasts. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok. Subscribe. Yeah. Follow comment like exactly. do all the above yeah and again the main hub that you can do that on is our instagram you can follow that at down dot to the wire on instagram again at down dot to the wire on instagram thank you guys so much for listening and from dtw i'm brian costa and i'm tyler Stringfellow. i'm trevor saunders and we hope you guys have an amazing t- day have have a good one peace out peace